two farts, Performers Happiness in the Arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage. We bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity, authenticity, love, and of course, humor. All guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers. And while we do it, ah, we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis. Penis. Is that happening? NYC Musical Theater Performers. I'm here with Diamond Essence White, who is a Broadway star, somebody who has just decided to come generously, thank you, to speak to everyone in the group. You know, it's my pleasure. (laughs) I'm so grateful. And uh, full disclosure, we might get visits from a very cute puppy dog or hear cute noises uh, during, which honestly, are we really complaining or are we grateful for that? grateful. <laughs> so first of all, I, um, can you tell a little bit about, um, ooh, actually, no, we're just going to dive in. We're going to dive in. Ooh, 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 ooh. This is my break dancing. Okay. So t- please, let's start. We're going to start from the very beginning. So we're going to be going into from when you, go- did you do college? What, what was your okay? So from when you graduated college to your journey, and like that's 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 like that's it. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Um. So when I graduated college, I graduated with an agent because I did my senior showcase at my school, and um, I actually graduated with a job. I um was supposed to do a summer stock production of Hairspray where I was going to play a dynamite slash like a little Inez something it, it was weird because like I'm very tall so like I was like more like big Inez but my agent was like um I don't think you should do that because it's not making enough money and we can get you something better so um I I, I signed the contract already but like I just I had to turn down the job because my agent was like no um so I I turned down that contract and I went the whole summer I didn't book anything. He was like, we can get you something better, but I did not book a thing. That's so discouraging. That's yeah. that's not easy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm goodness. <laughs> here, I'll go to Facebook so I can see who's commenting because it doesn't pop up on here. Oh, I'll, I'll do a little show so you can see everybody. <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, but you know, um, so I was like doing like um, community theater on Long Island because like I was doing community theater in college and like all my friends were doing it. So I was like, I'm gonna do it too. And we were in the midi- middle of an American Idiot rehearsal when I like got this audition for Dreamgirls. They were doing Dreamgirls at um, at Cape Fear Regional Theater in North Carolina. And I got this audition um, and like, it was not a long process at all. I auditioned that day, I got the job that day. Yeah. Oh, bless that. That's amazing. that's unusual. Yeah. It was it was awesome. And like for my first job out of college, like I was playing Dina. Like that. Like to me, like I was like that. What? Like <laughs> I'm supposed to be in the ensemble somewhere. Like I'm not supposed to be playing Dina. Like that's crazy. Wait. But, wait and what show? What show is it? Dreamgirls. In Dreamgirls? Yeah. I see. I don't know the names of the characters that well. Beyonce. That would be, oh, yes, I do know the movie. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was in the show with, like, a few equity people, so I was like, this is this is weird. And I, wow. I, 
yeah, I just kind of had to like learn as I went because I'd never like experienced anything on a professional level before. And um, when I got back, I just kind of hit the pavement, hit the ground running. I was like, I'm ready to do every single audition. And I was like hitting all these EPAs. At that time, Dreamgirls was auditioning for Broadway. And I like hit that EPA and I got a call back from it. It was crazy. I'm being shamed right now for my lack of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to shame you to the in front of all the people. But Are you kidding? I, there's so many shows I don't know details to. This is my norm. I just spelled, I just spelled Jean Valjean improperly in my casting post. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like, this is not a familiar territory. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to send you the um the 2001 concert version with Audra McDonald and you're going to watch that later too. Um, uh, Audra? Yeah. All right. I'm down for that. I mean, how's that? That's amazing. Yeah. Why wasn't why isn't all homework like that? Like you have to watch Audra McDonald or you know, are you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it should always just be something that we love to do, so it's a natural thing to get educated on. I, think. I don't agree, but you know, I'm not a teacher, so I'm not going to tell people how to do their job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, all right. So you're with all these big wigs of like, oh my god, da -da -da. like, okay, let me see how you are cool. Yeah, and so um, that that's actually where I met Natalie, and like we became like very close friends from there. But I came back to New York, and I was like, well, that was a fluke. I'm never going to work again. <laughs> and um. From there, like I went to the EPA for Dreamgirls when they were trying to bring it back to Broadway. I got a call back from that, which doesn't happen for non-union people. Like I was just, I've been so blessed. And then um, I got an audition for Motown, the Motown tour. I made it to the final callback. And that same day I had my Dear Evan Hansen audition. And um, from that, like that, I was like, I'm not going to get this. Like, there's no way in hell I'm going to get this. Like, no way. And I had that audition, it like three weeks went by before I heard anything. And then like, they were like, we wanna see her again. Um, the only feedback I got was like, maybe dress a little more casually and don't wear so much makeup because these are teenagers. And I was like, oh, that that makes sense because I came dressed to the nines, ready to audition, you know, so green. Like you don't you don't know those things. You think you're supposed to dress up. Like, right. so you know, that that was a learning experience for me as well. And then my callback process for Dear Evan, I got three callbacks before I went to finals and that was it. That was seven months after I graduated, which doesn't happen. Like I, I, I always- You said seven months or seven, you said seven months. Seven months. That doesn't happen. So like, you know, I, I always like count my blessings and I'm so humbled by it because like, truly like there are people my age who are still fighting to even like get into half the rooms that i've gotten into so mm -hmm. i just i'm so humbled and grateful and i i count my blessings every day wow that's amazing and then you were with them for a year and a half i think you said the other day yeah i was that's incredible wow wow and then how long has it been since you were in the show so i left the show Oh, we're in 2021 now. Um, I left the show June of, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I left the show in June of 2020. In June of 2020. Yeah. Oh, so during the pandemic. No, I'm sorry, 2019. Woo. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was like, going like, maybe it was just like still, yeah. Okay, got it, got it. 2019, yeah. Okay, amazing, all right. So, but I saw a video of you doing Motown 
the funny one where the guy, where the guy was picking you up and like dropped you for a second and then picked you up and then you're trying not to laugh. That was, that was actually, that was Memphis. I was, oh, that was one of the um, community theater shows I did. The other M. That's kind of how I, I mix up uh, the names Hamilton and Hades Town. I'm like, oh, no, they're totally different. But like, <laughs> I, I totally get that. That that is, I get that. <laughs> um. Okay. I love this. So now let's talk about. So when? So before you? Okay. So you graduated. You got that gig. You're like, no, you didn't perform for that year, or well, less than, less than. Yeah. Uh, then you were, then you auditioned and then you got problem essentially like, okay. All right. I just want to really make sure that journey. Okay. So let's talk about the differences and similarities of what you knew from college shows compared to being in a Broadway show. Um, so let's first just talk about some simple things like preparation. Because this is something that it's not just like three weekends and we're done. Mm -hmm. This is like keep, keeps it keeps going. Like oh no, Christmas—that's a high time to be on the stage. So like, yeah, please sh share that. Well, um, the the biggest thing for me was I went from college like playing roles, and I, this time I was an understudy, so it was very like that process was completely different. I had two weeks to learn each role, and that was it. Wait, like, two weeks per role or two weeks to learn each and every, all the roles? No, no, two weeks per role. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, I can, okay. Which, like, for, like, for me, like, I'm, I'm, I have, like, a weird kind of photographic memory. I can remember things if I see it, but, like, it's weird. Like, sometimes, like, I don't, but sometimes I do, so, like. If I picked my nose right now, you'll be like, Jenna picked her nose, and I can yes. see. Yeah, I would remember Okay. Okay. Cool. Sometimes it doesn't work. It's weird, but like you know that that in itself was like fine because like I pick up lines pretty easily and whatever. But um, the the biggest thing I learned because in school they teach you like to go through this process and like create this character and like be really invested in like all these different things, but here they were already a well oiled machine. They didn't have time for me to come up with new choices. It was like do it this way and that way alone, which for me was like very daunting. And it took me a while to like get my footing. Cause like, I felt like I wasn't giving a very authentic performance because I was trying to copy everything I was seeing on stage. And that's very different from college because your process is individual to you. But this time it wasn't, this time it was like, you're, you're feeling the shoes of somebody when they're not here. You're not playing the, like you're playing the role but you are not the person that like is the full-time thing. So you have to kind of like watch them. I'm not sure if every show was like that. I've only been in one Broadway show, but like for this one specifically, they were like- Only, only in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like that that was like a, a huge learning experience for me because I talked to my professors about it. I was like, I feel stuck. Like, I feel like I'm not doing a good job because I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to watch and mimic. I've never had to do that. But it, there came a point where I like came to understand like, oh, like it's not so much about mimicking. It's about like taking the moments and like understanding what they are and like, like understanding like what this, what this person has created in this character and putting it on myself 
instead of like taking that person and trying to be them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It took a really long time for me to get that. I mean, like no one was ever not pleased with my work. Like they were always like very appreciative because I was always very on top of it. I never, never forgot a line like always knew my entrances I like I was very on top of it they always appreciated that but they were always like we just want more from you and I did not know what it meant and I just kind of had to figure it out because I was so new and like they don't really have the time to explain these things to me they don't have the time to explain these things at all you know because they they like when I joined, it was a bit, I joined like when the original cast was still there, but they were starting to leave. So they had to bring in a bunch of new people and focus on them as well. So they didn't have time to like focus on the understudy who didn't know what was going on. Wow. The more for you, like, I, honestly, I would stress out about that because I'm very much like, I like to get clear direction and like, okay, so I, okay, you want more feeling in this area? What, like, where's my backstory? You know, all that stuff. So, wow. Wow. That's hard. Yeah. And, and, and in a lot of ways, they were very specific, like they were very specific in what they wanted. But in a lot of ways, I was just like was not understanding. But now hindsight's twenty twenty. I like fully get it. I'm like, I got you. I totally understand what you meant now. But you know, being and it was also nerve wracking because like, I'm fresh out of school. I don't know anything. I'm like stepping onto a Broadway stage with the original cast of this company. That's that's a lot of pressure to like not mess up and like have Rachel Bay Jones look at you like what are you doing or like Michael Park or any of these people because like these are people I'm also looking up to I'm also right. like, you're like what yeah I'm like trying not to fangirl but also I have to be their colleague and work with them it it was it was a process it and I'm like so grateful for it every day like I feel like that was my grad school like that taught me wow. everything I missed. How cool. How cool is that? Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I'm just thinking when you actually, so when you were going into rehearsals, so you were more on the sidelines as the new people were learning stuff to be taking over. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Separate? Actually, when I joined is when Taylor started rehearsals. So we started together. Wait, okay. So you're saying first name. Now, if we have not learned anything at this point, Jenna does not know things. <laughs> so Taylor, uh, I only know Taylor the Latte Boy. I don't really know who you're talking about. Um, Taylor Trench. Taylor Trench. Okay, I'm not even going to act like I know things. Um, because it's true, I don't. Um, so Taylor <laughs> Trench is, I'm assuming, somebody famous and amazing. Oh, so amazing. Okay, awesome. <laughs> safe, safe assumption. <laughs> so this was yet another person to be starstruck and like, oh my god! About yes, I will be googling this, guys. Okay, oh my god. Ugh. Anyway, um, so so you're getting to work with Taylor Trench. Mm -hmm. How? I know this sounds so silly, but like, how did you get over being enamored, enamored, and like to? Do you know what I mean? Because like when you're around somebody that's that's somebody you look up to, how did you rehearse and focus? while not being self-conscious and wanting to be like, hi, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, how did that work out for you? Um, I don't know. I, I think, um, not to like, toot toot, like I'm not trying to my own horn at all, but like, yeah. I, like from the casting director at that time, I've been told that I had a very professional attitude and maybe that was me just like putting on a bit and they couldn't tell that I was like all over the place. But like, 
I, I think that like I masked it very well. <gasps> people couldn't un people like they look like I've had people tell me like, oh, you you wouldn't even know that like you were new to this because but like literally underneath like the first day I they <laughs> the stage manager was like, why don't you go upstairs to meet everybody? And I was like, by myself. <laughs> like what? what you, that's a little. That's socially awkward. Yeah. But like when I met Taylor, well, I I was also like very myself too. Like I told him I was like, hey, like, I, we're I'm so excited to work with you. Like I I loved you since I saw you in the off Broadway production of Bear. I think you're great. I'm excited. And he was so like he he he's like the most chill person I think I've ever met in my life. He's awesome. So he like was like, oh my God, like and I also did bear. So I was like, you know, I was Ivy once. And then his first thing to me was like, oh, we should do like our own production of Bear. And I was like, please. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. And okay, so you're in these these rehearsals with one person. Mm -hmm. um, and so was it kind of like because you were saying that they had to put more energy on like the main people coming in. So is it kind of like in football, there's the main players and then the supportive players that might pop in kind of thing? Yeah. Into, into football. So it's funny that I use football as an analogy because I really don't know. You think I don't know about theater. <laughs> um, I think kind of more so when it was me, when it was like me joining and like, like when like Dan Mackey was joining and like all the new people, but like after everything settled down and more understudies joined, they had more like one-on-one -on -one time and like more, um, I don't want to say grooming cause that's gross, but more. Um, it is though, why is, why is grooming gross? What did I miss on that? Well, like, like the whole, like when like an older person like grooms a younger person to like, with them. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. I, the most innocent I've ever sounded in a conversation. <laughs> I'm so not. So, um, okay. Gotcha. No, but I mean, grooming does have a, a context that's nice. So yeah. A nice context. A nice context. Yes. There was more of that once like the new cast was all settled in, like the new understudies got more of that one-on-one -on -one that I kind of missed out on. But yeah. I'm I'm kind of okay with that because like I wasn't spoon fed anything I wasn't babied at all I kind of just like had to learn quickly and I feel like if I was babied I probably wouldn't have like accelerated the way I did so I'm I'm kind of grateful. Oh, that is the perfect segue. So you're talking about accelerating the way you did. When I've come and seen Broadway shows and the understudy has been on and it's been more than one time, the understudies are so good. Like outstanding. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. Um why do you think is that? Is you think it's because you're not baby? Like, or, I mean, because I feel every performer is so different. Mm -hmm. But why, why, how does that work out if you're getting, this is assuming it's the same for every production, if you're getting that less hand-holding, that that ends up being the case? I can't speak for everyone, but I think for me and, like, for the understudies that I've worked with, it was like we rehearsed the show so much without an audience and just like waiting for somebody to see like this performance that we've been curating for months and months on end. 
So when you get that chance, that I something just happens where like we just come to life and we're giving like we're giving a hundred percent of what we have because we don't know when next we're gonna perform. And this is what we live to do. Like, you know, like we want to perform all the time. Whereas like you know, and no shade to like um full time because like I want to be full time at some point, but I think like they get tired, you know, like they're doing it every single day. Oh, it's a job, yeah. and their promo stuff and other event things that go on, or talkbacks with students or kids visiting. It is, it is a job. Yeah. So like when we're we go on, we're we're backstage chilling, so we're well rested. We're like I can give a hundred percent and not burn out because I've been backstage resting all this time, you know. So yeah. I, I think that's what it is. I think it's a, a combination of both. Like we're well rested and we're just so ready to go. Like I'll never forget when, because I, I, I did not go on for Zoe for the first time until a year and a half into my run. And well, I also, like almost when you were about done. Yeah, yeah a week before I was done. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Were you crying? I would have cried. <laughs> I would have cried. <laughs> weird because like the first time I went on for like the first night I know I said I never forgot a line but like there was one point in the middle of Requiem that I was just kind of like I'm doing this right now then I couldn't remember the next word and <laughs> and then I was like ah, but then it came out because muscle memory but I, I I I didn't cry I was just more so like I can't believe I'm doing this like finally somebody gets to see this because I've been working on this forever a year and a half well a year and whatever like yeah. a, a half minus a week <laughs> but wow wow i had no idea and then was that a planned or it just happened um or was it a kind of a mixture and you can't say yeah it's kind of that i mean i can i can say i can definitely say because i'm not in the show anymore and who's going to check me but <laughs> You know, just like to keep with the integrity of the show, I'll just say like it took a lot of me having to speak up for myself before I got to go on. You know what? Bless it. I'm so glad you did because uh, people need to see you. You know, I, I had one of my mentors, Greg Todd. He's in. Uh, he coaches physical therapy. And when I was graduating from, there's, there's a connection, trust me. There's a, uh, when I was graduating from physical therapy school, I, my brain had been rewired to um, really learn the act of giving and how it's just, in my opinion, better than taking. And I, I was graduating going like, how can I be a performer? Because as a performer, all we can do is take, it's not because we're like, jerks or anything no it's because that how else are you going to get the job you have to keep asking and asking and asking and asking it's not i was like i was like i'm i'm don't know how to be giving yeah as a performer mm -hmm. he really taught me he said well he said to me and it, it had a long effect he said you need to remember that when you perform that's the gift you're giving mm. and so he's amazing um and i and i was like oh so that's, I, I really do believe that. So in regards to your performing, I'm glad that you did that so you could give the gift of people getting to see you perform. Thank you. And it, it really, it was a gift for me as well because there were, again, not to like toot toot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so one of those people that I'm like, I don't like to toot my own horn. Like I'm not that person. But like there were people who would tweet at me constantly. When are you going on? When are you going on? We want to see your Zoe. We want to see your Zoe. And when I finally did, 
there was a little black girl at the stage door. Like that was so awesome getting to see a black. So, I mean, there was a black Zoe before, um, Olivia Puckett. Um, but you know, um, she, she was biracial and she, they made it, a, they said a lot that she was like very white passing, which I don't think she was. I think that's a complete insult, but like people did say that, but like to see like a, a black girl who is not biracial, she's just black. And she got natural hair. She's not straightening it. Just going on as Zoe. Like, it was really well received. A, a woman at the stage door, too. She was she was a white woman. She's like, I have a black daughter. And, like, that. Like this was really nice to see. Like, this white woman and this black girl playing mother and daughter. That was so nice. And I, I made it a point to tell um, my producer. I was like, I'm getting emotional right now, so just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, make you emotional, Jenna. Um, I made a point to tell them, like, you know, this this is important. This is why representation matters because, like, this story touches so many lives. But there's a whole body of people who aren't represented on this stage. There are a whole there's a whole lot of people who deal with social anxiety, who deal with losing a sibling, and are not represented. So I feel like got to do a little bit better about having not just people of color in the show, but having them play the role full time. I agree. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, as I, I only do these simple little readings in the group, but it's been so trained of like all of us, even if we don't believe in it to uh, only pay attention to the roles where we've seen somebody who looks like us in it. So when I've done readings like a little night music, I don't have anybody of color signing up because they don't know the show because they've never seen anyone who looks like them in it. Yep. So why would why would you spend the time? And it and it, I mean it goes both ways, but I mean we, Lord knows we already favor white. So like in theater, which is just horrific. Um, so but so it's it is it is extremely meaningful, extremely deep. It's not saying like we have to choose. It's just it should. Yes. Yeah. Like, matter. Duh. No brainer. Um, period. So like I just I can I I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and it's, it's not to criticize, it's to talk about where the change has happened and where we can just keep moving forward for more of a bigger change, uh, which is great. I, 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 I mean, but really going back to your performance and you, I mean, like you, although I did see you, uh, read as Alana, yeah. <laughs> which was amazing. Oh my God. You set the character down. Um, uh, but like you are a Zoe and like just naturally in energy and everything. So it, even just doing the reading, seeing the show myself and then meeting you during this whole pandemic oof, time, uh, yeah. uh, like it was just like, well, yeah, you it, know. It's funny that you say that because I, I got told a lot that I wasn't really a Zoe. Like they were like, you smile too much. And like, she wouldn't smile that much and like all these different things. And I'm like, Laura Dreyfus's Zoe wouldn't smile that much. Yeah, Mallory Bechtel's Zoe doesn't smile that much. My Zoe does. That doesn't change the circumstance of what's happening here. It doesn't change. Like, I'm still bawling my eyes out at the end of the show, so who cares if I'm smiling? <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm human. Humans smile. Some of us smile a little bit more than others, and that's cool. It's cool that Laura Dreyfus's Zoe didn't smile as much, but, like, I'm not Laura. I'm Diamond. So. I mean, I guess, I mean, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll say it, um, but uh, I mean, I, I really wish, I like this preach, um, 
I, I really wish we'll get to your question. Somebody did ask a question about backstage and what you did. Uh, I really do. Is it really because of the smiling or is it something else that they were not bringing you up on the stage, which is, I'm going to say it. You didn't say it. So like, I'll, I'll just say it because we didn't know. I'll say it too, 100%. Well, I, that's that's just silly to me. Uh, it's so so minuscule, like really, really, that's not a reason. It, it has to be about actually you laughed in this part and it really changed the dynamic in the scene too much. It didn't make sense. That's directing notes and like, let's look at it this way, but like just smile. That's like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was going to use, I didn't have, I don't have an example, uh, but. I feel like it's already, yeah. I also felt like, and I, this is like going way too into it. So I'm sorry for the people who don't know the show. But like, I, I found myself smiling when um, I was playing Zoe and like the only us scenes and whatnot, because like I'm on stage with my friends. They're like doing little quirky things that makes me laugh. So of course I'm going to smile. Like, like I remember I rehearsed with- You're being true to the scene and what's happening. Exactly. I rehearsed, I rehearsed Zoe one time with Taylor Trench. Um, I forgot why I was doing it. I, I, it was a put in of some kind. I don't remember why I was doing it, but I was doing it for some reason. Okay. And he looked at me and just like crossed his eyes. And I'm just like, now, you know, I'm going to get in trouble for smiling in this scene. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think there's so many different ways to show the color of, of the bond between those two characters. Mm -hmm. Just, but you're right. The story will be yeah. 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 You said it. <laughs> Let's, uh, I like this question here. What are some things you do backstage to stay active? So we, so for, for the first few months and the, the stage manager liked to like get on us about it, but for the first few weeks to months, you want to be watching the show to like really understand what's going on and like pick up on like little things and whatever, especially because like what we talked about, you kind of have to like mimic what you're seeing. Like just the choices are set, that's it. But like, once you have it down, like we would be backstage acting a good fool. I mean, like we would be upstairs screaming our heads off. We would be playing Bananagrams. We, there was one Halloween where we, um, set up a projector in our blue room and we watched Halloween <laughs> on the projector while the show was going on. We had to keep the door open because, you know, God forbid, they were like, we need so-and-so to get in a costume. We needed to like hear, yeah, yeah. you know, we were always like keeping our ears open. Of course, like sometimes we'd be upstairs with the, um, with the associate MD and he would play like other shows and we would sing to that. If we had like auditions coming up, we would like rehearse them. Like we did different things. We had a lot of fun. We had a shower up there. Like sometimes we would like work out and then just go shower. <laughs> like it, we did, we like, you kind of have to keep your mind busy, especially as an understudy, because after a while, just sitting there doing nothing is so boring. And like, you know, you, you do want to stay in tune with the show, but we rehearse so often that like you kind of, it's, it's kind of hard to forget what you're doing because you rehearse every week. At least our show did. I know every show did. It, it, you know what I would equate it to? I mean, this is just more like a childhood memory, like knowing Little Mermaid or Lion King, every single word, every single intonation on how they did it. You know, what? sorry. You know, like, because I remember when I saw Lion King on Broadway, I 
um, I was already burnt out by the movie because I watched it so many times as a kid. So I, I was like on like more than five years break. I mean, I was a lot older. But anyway, and I remember I went and I saw it. And as much as I loved the show, loved it, that was great. I was still burnt out. I was like, I know everything that's going to happen. I know exactly how it's said. I know that. So I would definitely get in that realm of just like knowing something that well. Yeah. And there would be times where like we'd be like just singing along with the show and like messing around. Like, and sincerely me, there are, like, a couple of guitar licks that, like, you wouldn't notice if you didn't know, but, like, we would, like, make up little things to go there. <laughs> like, be like, stand behind me. Like, we'd just be, like, upstairs acting stupid. That's so great. Yeah. I love that. Are you still in touch with the people you were with backstage? Because I'm sure you guys probably wanted so much. Yeah. Yeah. I still talk to a lot of them. I, we, I was supposed to meet up, like, a socially distant meetup with a few of them, like, but... It just doesn't work out. Like it's 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 just hard with this pandemic. And it's a very scary time. I mean, we're slowly working our way out with the, the medicine, but I mean, it's still it's one day at a time. One day, one day at a time. So, since what did it feel like? Okay, so you had this year and a half, and then you're done. Was it like you woke up the next day and like, I have all this time to do whatever I want? Like, I, do you know what I mean? Because you were living at the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, it it was it was a lot of mixed emotion. Like when I left, I was ready to go, kind of thing. I I still cried because like my, my they were my family. Like I was with them every day, and I was sad to like not see them every day. But I was I was ready to go. Um, but when I woke up the next day, I was both like, oh, God, I don't have a job. But then I was like, oh, but it's nice to rest. But then I was like, oh, crap, I have to, like, hit the grind again, which that grind. But, like, let me just say, like, people think once you've made it to Broadway, you've made it. No, absolutely not. Like, nobody talks about, like. Yeah, yeah, you'll get into many rooms. Yeah, you'll make it to many callbacks. But, like, will you get the job? Because I can't tell you how many final callbacks I made it to after I left. Like, how many? I made it to so many final callbacks after I left. And I was like, I'm about to book. And I didn't. And it's always just, like, some, like, trivial reason why you don't. You know, it's just theater. But, like, everyone always thinks, like, once you make it to Broadway, not how it works it's ebb and flow like sometimes you'll be in a flowy flowy season or you'll be like me where like you come in hot and you're like booking left and right left and right and then book broadway and then you stop and nothing is going on for months and then you book your next job and then a pandemic happens <laughs> yeah. like the store tale as old as time yeah uh we have another question here did you ever perform with roman banks um well, we, we did many a put-in together. We did many a rehearsals together. I did not get to perform with him while he was Evan, though, like, ever. Uh, yeah, it took a while for him to go on as Evan, too. So, like, by the time, like, he was starting to go on, I was, like, on my way out. So I never really did. You were, like, the old school. Oh, during your time, the people who were under studies, was it the same people, or did that – how was that revolving door? Jenna – I mean, I stayed, I've seen so many casts of this show. Um, by the time I left, uh, I think there were 
Hmm. So like so many, so many people that like, came and left in my time there. So like, it, it's like hard to say, I think like they were regarding the understudies, right? Yeah. I think they were like, uh, it was Asa left Nicole Roman Dan. And I, when I started, it was only Asa and Nicole there. Oh, and Michael Lee Brown. So like, you know, people like I, I, the job. I, I mean, I, I mean, as much as it's not demanding, it is demanding because you have to just be in a bevel. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You're ready to go. Yeah. And like I, I see, I was there for seven Evans. Wow. Seven. Like cause we had to, we had to, um, we had to like rehearse the tour Evans, like the tour understudies and like the, the tour uh, standby and like whatever. Like we had to rehearse them at the theater as well. So I was there for seven Evans. Oh, we got a cool question here. Favorite line from the show? Um, It's one of Jared's lines. What is it? It's, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher it so bad. Um, uh, what you were, you were like jerking off to Zoe Murphy on your weird off-brand cell phone. It was that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the exact line, but it was, it was that one. I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And favorite memory. Oh, there's so many. Um, you can say a couple. I think performing on Good Morning America is one of my favorites. Cause that. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is a world that I, I know nothing about. This is so cool. Um, I think my Broadway debut was like one of my top, obviously, because that's the day you never forget. Was that when you came on as Alana then? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember. Zoe was in the end, so I'm assuming it was Alana. Yeah. I remember um, that day I, like I was like I was feeling ready, I was good, and then like anybody have a map was going. It was almost time for my entrance, and I was like, oh shoot! And then Will Rowland looked at me. He's like, "What's your first line?" I said it. He was like, "Good, now go." And he pushed me, and I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah, cool." Yeah, and I I think my last favorite memory would have to be I went on mid show with laryngitis mm -hmm. one time. Like I mean, I had no voice. And like, good for you. So, somehow it came out, but like, I remember Phoenix, she hurt her hip somehow. And you'll be found like she twisted her, her leg and her hip got messed up. It hurt. And she was so hurt, but she tried to finish the show and she couldn't. So I had to go on and I was like, I don't have a voice. And they were like, figure it out. <laughs> and I went on and it it came out somehow but wow. that's hard because you don't really you don't have control over that the instrument in that way mm -hmm. are there any recordings with you performing like performing in the show or like yeah. i think probably in the uh, clarify um if, if you did mean outside of the show but i'm assuming they mean within the show um there is one i'm not a i'm not a fan of bootlegs i i own the only bootleg that exists um, I, I'm very, I, I'm very like sparing about who I share it with being that it's a pandemic. I might be a little, <laughs> being that it's a pandemic, I might be a little more open 
about like maybe sharing like a clip but the whole thing i'm not really a fan of bootlegs and i am the only one who owns it so it it would come from me and everyone would know so like yeah there. yeah i i i have um i have a recording of me on as alana i i didn't re i didn't do any of this like fans sent them to me i didn't do any of it I have a recording, like an audio recording, and I have a video recording of me as Zoe. Yeah, but you didn't hear it from me. I'm glad you have Zoe. Me, me too. I, as, as like, as, as done with the show as I was, I watch it sometimes, and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm really proud of this performance. It took a lot to get it, and I'm like just really proud of like the work that I put out, even with all the crap <laughs> I had to deal with, I'm like so proud. So like, I, I watch it sometimes just to like, just to remember how that feeling, especially in this pandemic, just to remember like that feeling of like, wow, like I'm performing and this is great and it's fun. I'm performing in a role no one wanted, no one was gonna like let me do, but I got to do it anyway. And I'm just really proud. Okay, when you finished Zoe, <laughs> Did you cry? Because I'm crying thinking about about it right now. <laughs> like, I, I cried the second by my second Zoe show. I I did like I, the same day. Like boom boom. Was it like an afternoon? No, it was like a, a Tuesday night and a Wednesday matinee. I got to do, and um, both I did with Mike Lee Brown, who was who was like my first friend at the theater. We were like so close. And it was so fun because like we would always like mess around backstage and whenever we had to like make out, it was, we were laughing at each other. But like, I remember like the scene for Words Fail started, I was already crying, like nothing happened yet. I was already, I just looked at Michael and I just was like already crying. I think I remember him being like, okay, back in Evan, but I was like already crying. So like this is the last time I get to perform with Michael, I'm so sad about it uh but yeah like that that time i cried so hard because i was also leaving the next week so i was like this is the last time i perform in the show at all unless like some miracle happens and someone calls out this is the last time ever so i, I was a little emotional that day and hopefully someone sitting on the front row did not see me like crying prematurely because don't tell michael right um, <laughs> well i mean uh, it, it was a long long yeah, oh, we have. Did you have a dance callback for the show? No, there's no dancing in the show. They have like, they have like some choreographed movement. But it's oh, thank you. My husband just brought me lemonade. Lemonade. Oh, half, half lemonade. Ooh, what are you? What are you drinking? Um, alcohol. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm drinking on the other side of the door. <laughs> Cameo from my husband. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, he's taking care of me. One of those long days, but a good one because I get to end it with you. So I'm like. <laughs> um, for anyone who is watching or listening, because this will be a podcast. Um, and dreams of Broadway. What words of wisdom, encouragement do you have for them as their last moment? Um, I always go back to this quote. 
um, I saw it in college and it like stuck with me till this day. Um, you may not be the most talented person in the room, but there's no reason to not be the most hardworking, which is, it's, it's just so true. Like, you know, pe people like, there are people who are not naturally gifted in this. I was not one of those people who was naturally gifted in this. I needed a lot of training to like get my voice where it is to like become a good actor. Like I wasn't naturally gifted, but I worked hard and you know, like in college I was the underdog. Like nobody thought I was going to make it, but like I worked my butt off and then I was the only one from my class who did. So like, you know, like if, if there's an area where you're weak at, like, you know, some people will never be the best singer and that's okay. But like, if there's an area that you're weak at, work on it. If you go in with confidence and if you go in as you are and you're a hard worker and you're a dedicated worker, someone will notice and someone will give you your shot. But like, there's, there's no reason to like, be like, I'm not a good singer, but like, whatever, I know that. Like, no, if, like, if you have dreams of like doing this, work on it. Because Leslie Odom Jr. said it, too. I'm going to butcher the quote so bad. But, like, he said, if you're good to your art, your art will be good to you or something like that. Yeah, like, you know, just just be a hard worker. And I know, I know that I'm, like, a bit of a perfectionist, so I, like, overwork a little bit. But, like, there's no reason not to work hard. Just work hard. Don't give up. Because, like... You know, if Broadway's not the end all be all, there's amazing regional houses, there's amazing tours, there's like a bunch of things. Like, if you have your eyes set on just like the success of it all, like, what does success mean to you? You know what I mean? Like, it, success doesn't have to mean Broadway, it could just mean like working in your career and being happy. That was like a bunch of things I said, but <laughs> I hope that there was something. <laughs> Oh, so much good. Thank you. Where can people find you on social media? Woo! So, um, if you're on Clubhouse, because... oh, I'm, I'm actually in there, but like, I need to like get involved, but yes. Um, I'm loving that platform lately. And, um, just between you and I and the NYC group, um, some of my friends and I were going to do like audition, co not coachings, but like advice, I guess. So like join our rooms, like follow us on Clubhouse. My handle is at Diamond Essence for Clubhouse. No. For um for Instagram, it's at Diamond Essence White. My name, hey. And for uh Twitter, what is it? It's it's something different. Oh, it is this is underscore essence. Ooh, I like that. I like that very much. I I made that in high school. Thank you. I like it. I like it though. That's cool. That's really cool. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so grateful for you and just your generosity of your time to just talk about this because as simple as it sounds, I'm really seeing just you talking about your journey. So inspiring. I keep using the word inspiring, but it is. <laughs> so thank you. Everyone say thank you below if you found this to be helpful, inspiring, beautiful, anything positive, please, please, you know, write diamond below because honestly it's all in the name. You are a diamond. Oh, Have a good night.